room is now dumb for having listened to it. Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast, episode number 35. Now, this week we're... Uh, we're doing something a little bit different. Um, the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast, as you know, is a group of... Uh, is a group. Is a pair of blokes that have known each other for 30-odd years. You get together most days in the city um, to talk about everything Essendon Football Club. Not today. But not today. Today I've got Scotty here with me and some bloke that played a couple of games for Essendon or yeah, something in the uh, 80s. I, I think... I think. Yeah, I think he did play for Essendon. He played so, in the ruck a couple yeah, of times. Um, yeah. who, who have we got on the line? Peter Somerville. Uh, <laughs> uh, close. Close. <laughs> Hi, this, hi, how are you, boys? Simon Madden. Yes, you're right. I played a few games for a local club. But a few games for a local club out in the northern That's suburbs true. of the road. That's absolutely it's Simon Madden, everybody. Uh, my absolute childhood favourite uh, AFL player. We are very happy to have him on the show today. Um, how's I'm everything? A bit, I'm, a bit dis- I'm a bit disappointed I was your childhood hero, and then as you grew up, you forgot me. Oh, no, 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 mate. There's only ever been two that I would actually spend money to put number on my back, <laughs> and it is you, you and Vanders. Hurdy. Uh, oh, Van- oh, that's good you to and, hear. You and Vanders. Um, Hurdy, a very, very close third, but you first, yeah. Vanders second. Yeah. Thank you. I'm in good company. Thank yep. you very much. That's great. <laughs> you uh, actually, I don't know if I mentioned this in the last podcast, but you actually played a game of uh, a footy against my dad um, at for when you played. Oh, football. thank you. Thank you for just thank you for just <laughs> aging me forty years. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much. I don't uh, want to hear any more. Move no, on. his his lasting memory was your pointy knee in his ribs. <laughs> okay, I'm, nice about, I'm happy with that. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's a recurring theme that I've heard over the years. I, and that's—I didn't mean it. I just said I was going for the ball. And yeah, sure you were. Yeah, sure, sure. That only gets you four weeks nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> At least. At least. So, look, I guess we can start with the news of Tom Bell Chambers. It's a good way to start with you on the line. Talking to a ruckman. Yeah. No, that's a that's a very good a very good starting point. As you know, I'm a little bit biased. I I have a, a perchance for watching the ruckman and judging the ruckman. And and Tommy's form's been fantastic this year. He's been really good. He's been strong in the ruck. He's been strong strong with his marking around the ground. And I know he's and he said himself his body's the best it's been for years. So that's helped and. And he signed up for another couple of years, which I think is fantastic. And I'm, I'm really, I'm really pleased for him. I'm pleased for the club, and I'm pleased for the supporters because just having having that continuity, having that stability, is really important for the future. So I think that's fantastic. Well done, Tommy, if you're listening. Thank you. <laughs> oh, he does. Yeah, he gives us a call each week. No, just kidding. Um, I, I reckon the the ruck position is still. I mean, I don't know. It's a, there's it's a midfielders game and all that sort of stuff. They say, but I still believe that there's an in, incredibly important position in the ruck, and it, it's just demonstrated when. Tommy plays the game like he did um, for West Coast. Not only just the tap ruck work that he's, he's exceptional at, but if he can get around the ground and take those marks around the ground, the, the ruck position becomes incredibly important for the club. Look, and I think you're talking my language, of course, but I think I totally agree. And I think when a, when a big man takes a big, strong mark in a pack, I think it's confidence just for the side as well. Yeah. You know, like you take the spectacular mark and all that, but when, when a big fella goes bang and takes a big, strong mark, in defence or, or up for it and settles the game down or has a shot at goal, I think that adds confidence to the side. So um, it's great to see him getting around and doing that. And look, I, know, I think I think if you have a look at um, you know the stats, if you have a have a good ruckman who's getting not just tap outs, but you know it, you know tap outs that are received by your teammates, I think it actually has a big influence on the game. And, and you rather have the ball moving towards the goals than away from it. So any time the ruckman can have influence like that, I think it's a very important, very good influence. So. Uh, I'm yeah. for I'm, I'm all for having eighteen ruckmen in the side. <laughs> exactly. Could slow us down a smidge, but yeah, but but it, 
Just play, never let it hit the ground. I was just going to say, yeah, just kick yeah, it in the air all the way from back to forward. Kick it in the air. It's not, I thought it would be a good opportunity seeing, um, obviously you're a director of the club as well. And that's yes. A, uh, I just thought it would be interesting to discuss with you how you have seen the year on and off field. And and look, we're, we're a very open and transparent kind of podcast. We had moments where there was a little bit of membership kind of card issues and just a few on-field issues. How have you seen how the club's gone? Because there's obviously definitely been big positives as well. But oh, if- look, no, totally look, I think, I think um, look, you're right about the, uh, look, I know at board level we've spoken about and there was, uh, uh, and, you know, just one of those issues where we, the, there was a decision made about when the cards went out and it didn't go right and made a mistake and the club owned, owned up to it. And if, I think you find anybody who um, got a card late was uh, got a letter, uh, got an apology letter, which I think was the yeah. right thing to do because you know that shouldn't happen. We learn from that, and next will be better. And then of course um, uh, we had frustration on the field. As of course the whole thing about the game is 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 you know, you know about the whole club is about how the footy team performs. So you know we were frustrated there for a while, but it's it's 22 weeks long. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and and you can't measure. Uh, you can't make your team on one or two games, and of course, I mean, I was as frustrated. I'm a supporter as well as a director. I'm a supporter, so I was as frustrated as anybody. But you've got you've got people in positions that you have confidence in them, and and it might it might even flow a little bit, but you still have confidence in them. And so we're starting to see that we're developing some young players. We have a good game plan. We're starting to play better footy. The players understand it, and we're heading in the in the right direction. And I know I know it was frustrating for a lot of people because. I, off the, fi- off the field, a whole lot of positives are going on very, very well. So on all the measurements we had, yeah, um, we were going really well. But, of course, the main measurement for all our supporters is on field, and we weren't doing that. Yeah, so. winning games of footy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, funny about that. Funny how that's important. Isn't and, it? Yeah, it's uh, amazing. <laughs> so, so we started to get that right. And, um, and look, and, and as you said, the, the game against West Coast last week, which seems so long. When you're playing a Thursday night, I know it's only a week, but it seems so long ago. Because yeah. <laughs> we've got, you know, there's a... Uh, it's just, it's yeah. I'm still getting used to Thursday night football. Put it that way, um, but um, it was just a great win against and against a very good opponent. So that that that's good for the supporters. It's good for um, business, of course, but it's it, it's good for um, for everybody. It's good for the players because it gives them confidence. So that's a you know really good. It's a really good plus, of course. Is you, you've got to win the next one. So yes. North is North have been a good side. Uh, they're playing good footy. Now we've got another Sunday game. You know, as you say, there's lots of blokes named on the bench. Uh, I, I could even get named on the bench. Is that many there? That's All right. <laughs> Tommy's probably and, got uh, you. Probably Tommy's just got you as first ruckman. Yeah, yeah, funny about that. Funny yeah. About that. So, um, look, as a director, you, you've got to look long term, and I think we're heading in the right, right direction. It's great that we we don't have to look back. We're looking forward. We've still got a lot of improvement to do, but we are definitely heading in the right direction. And and you look, you know, you you you've got a great following on the podcast and. I don't know. I know Xavier said a lot, and I don't know if we can say it enough. But um, don't you know? For the supporters, it's been fantastic. And you've got to say thank you to the supporters for being the support they've had over the last five, six years. Stuck with us, and we're, now we're heading into a a positive period rather than you know rather than a negative period, a positive period. Yeah. And of course, I think that added to the frustration at the start of the year because there's all of a sudden there's this higher expectation. Maybe it's a bit too high, but nevertheless, there's a positive high expectation. So. We're heading. We're heading with the um, uh, heading in the right direction. And I have this. I have this little saying I've had all the supporters, which they sort of get a bit worried about. But let me finish. I say, I say to them when I meet them, you, you know, it's your fault. 
I go, what do you mean? I said, well, you know, when I played footy, it's a long time ago, I know, but when we were four goals down, everybody in the other started chanting, clap, 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 Essendon, clap, 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 Essendon, and it builds up and it builds up and it gives you great support. I said, now we get four goals down at Eddie, and you'll go inside and have a beer. And everybody goes, oh, yeah, we do. I said, well, <laughs> I agree, I agree. No, stay outside and start clapping. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and don't underestimate, don't underestimate, for all the supporters, don't underestimate the noise that you make and the support you give your, your, your side. And, you know, I, I can pull rank there. I've been out in the middle and I've been lucky enough to be out there in front of 100,000 people on grand final day and the support from the supporters, um, not just followers. Remember, there's a big people follow the club. Yeah, I agree. There are supporters who support the club and that's what they actually do. So... I'm very big on making making positive. You know, don't scream and shout. Be negative. Get out there and support the team. Make noise. Clap, cheer, um, urge them on because you do actually hear it out there. That's very very important. Well, there yeah. you go, listeners. Everybody that, that's listening now, you you the the players hear you. They yeah. they. And you might you. we might not hear, we might not hear the individual comment, but I know no. as a group, as a group, when you hear the noise from the whole supporting group, that's fantastic. Love it. Yeah. Excellent. And you can create that atmosphere in Etihad Stadium too. Yes, you can. Exactly. Yeah. If, if, and Essendon has a little bit of a history of of when they're really up and about. Unfortunately, it's more when we're up and about and not four goals <laughs> behind. But we we are one of the louder fan bases when when we have that sense of maybe a possible comeback, but yeah. or, or in front of or you know an underdog against a big team. We do have a reputation. Of being extremely loud, and and you can yes. t- you can tell the energy in the whole game is different. You can actually tell it has an impact on the players. I look, I, you know, I won't get high and mighty, but I can te- I can tell you about the science the science of, of 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 the group and how each individual member of the group um, actually influences the next member, and then you get a momentum. And so the concept of supporting really really does help. And and you, you know you've seen you've seen the world game in soccer where. Home ground advantage gets more points because there's a an advantage at home ground. What is that? It's it's the familiarity, it's the support, yeah. etc. And I never want us to go to that point, but don't underestimate the power that the supporter has to properly influence the game by supporting positively. Yep. Now, I guess Simon, one of the things I wanted to pass on to is I don't know how much. I mean, I know you're you're an Essendon legend and and all that good stuff, and we love you to death. And and people probably run up to you. Um, often when they're at the footy and Simon can I get an autograph, all that sort of stuff, right? But I'm wondering how much um, the board or the club, uh, how much, uh, what's the word I'm trying to look for, the, the sort of fan feedback or supporter, as you've said, supporter feedback you get and, and is um, discussed at board level. Because I, I know just, just between you and uh, the Lunchtime Catch-Up podcast here with me and Scott, <laughs> yep. um, what, what you guys have done as a board and Xavier has done as a CEO I, is incredible. To come out of the worst period of Essendon's history, to have 76-odd thousand members, to have a world... There's no odd one. There's no odd ones. There's 76 great members, all right? There's no 76, <laughs> 76 odd members. No, there's a, there's a few odd ones. <laughs> no, we know a few. There's, there's two doing this podcast. Um, 76,000 okay, members. Agree with that. Great, great. Uh, 76,000 world-class sporting um, training facility. Um, I'm assuming the numbers are okay in the bank balance and all that sort of stuff. That's, that is is very impressive. And from an Essendon 
fan point of view, I want to I want to personally say thank you to you and the board and those that have come before you because it it must have been an incredibly hard thing to do to retain all the players that we retained and keep the nucleus of a club together where we haven't just come out the other end. We've come out as a club of choice to people like Stringer and Sard and Smith. Yeah, um, like, and that, that absolutely helps us as a, as a supporter and a fan base as well to know that it's okay, things aren't happening so much on, on the field at the minute, but that will turn around eventually. But we know that there is a, a group of dedicated Essendon people who are running the ship off the field and that we don't have to hear about Essendon being in debt or Essendon merging with anybody or anything like that that part has been yeah. really so we, i want to pass um, on a big thank you from the from the podcast to you guys on the board thank you thank you very much mate that's really uh, we really appreciate that the work is not over there's a lot more work to done but to be done but also part of that is and this is one great thing about Essendon is that a, a few people have said to me both officially and unofficially that maybe another club might not have survived what we've been through and i think i don't doubt it and I think the strength of the supporter base, and I, and I'm, I'm really enjoying being on the board. And I, I think the people on the board, well, I know, I don't think, I know, I know they've got Essendon, you know, at heart their decisions. We don't, you know, it's not a decision about what's good for me. It's a decision about what is the best for the Essendon Footy Club. And we're really heading in the right way with that. So I, I really enjoy that part of it. And, I, and I've said to people on the board, you know, don't just agree with me because it's nice to agree. Have a vigorous debate. If we if we disagree, you you say your point, I have my point, and somewhere in, somewhere in between, we might actually get a really good outcome for the club. So it's all about. And I and you know I didn't run when I got to, when I got appointed the board. I didn't run the platform other than saying I will make sure that my decisions are in the best interest of the footy club. And I think the people at that level understand that and do that. And I think our executive are doing a wonderful job. Uh, are we perfect? Of course not. And we're going to make mistakes along the way. But every as I said, you know, a simple one with the cards. Don't, don't underestimate the feedback we've got from the fans about now that's that's disappointing and we totally agree and we'll work at fixing that for the for the supporter for the fan for the member because members are really really important to us our fan base is really really important to us and so you have to you have to uh, you have to look after all the stakeholders so you have to look after the players you have to look after the past play you have to look after the members you have to look after the staff yeah etc etc when you're making decisions you've got to look at how does that affect all your stakeholders it's and that's a bl- really, really bloody important. big job son it's a massive job well it is and and, and look I, and i just want people to know too because people don't realize this it's officially a volunteer job people look at the, mm. the directors and go oh yeah. they, must, they must be on lots of money we are volunteers and a lot of people say i want to get on the board and then you show them what you actually do and what you have to do and they go oh i don't think i want to be on the board it's a big <laughs> job and it's a big job but but it's if, if your mind and your heart's in the right place and your decisions about what's best for the football club in the longer term and for the greater purpose um it's really enjoyable and yeah and and i really enjoy it and you know i won't be there for a long time you just be there for the right time um, you, you know, I don't want to hang around and be, you know, an, an old bloke that's in the way. You get there, you do your job, and then you move on. Um, and I think, um, you know, I think when you've got a united club, as I think we do have, I said there's a few glitches along the way, but when we have a united club uh, on all levels, your chance of success is much better. Yeah. Look, I found one of the positives this year, uh, when we even had a slow start, the one thing that has been very apparent to me is that there's uh, also an exciting young core coming through, whether it's... Yep. And, and even the emergence of, of Langford's form this year, but even seeing Aaron Francis in the VFL starting to be happy and play really good footy, good. Yep. Seeing, exactly. seeing, seeing Guelphie, seeing these kids 
um, come through. Sure. I think that's that's one of the highlights for me so far this year. That it's not only do we have a core existing sort of mid mid age group, but we also have a an under twenty three group that is coming along really fast and and it's really taking the game on. To be honest. Look, and you're right. And like, example with Gulfy, because, um, you know, he, I think he's great to watch because he's only a young player, still learning, but he looks like he's played 35 games. He fits in, he's yeah. cool, he's calm. So, so the development part of our program must be doing, you know, if you look at those blokes coming through, um, the development part of our program must be doing something right. So that's where, we, you know, on a board level, you say, and as a part, you know, I keep saying as a past player too, I wear a few hats. Um, you say, look, that's where, when those players come in to the side and look, and, Lang- and look, and Langford, you've got to give him credit because he came to us as a taller player, and then all of a sudden you're at AFL level and you're not going to be the centre back, you're not going to be the centre forward, and the, and he's been directed, look, we want to make you, you know, a big, a, a big strong midfielder, and that was a, that was a hard change for him. And people don't realise that, you, you know, we all, we all. <laughs> When you get the blokes in from other leagues, when you draft blokes, they've been the best player. Or, you know, a lot of times they're the best player on their side. So they don't have to go and hunt the ball a lot of the time because everybody looks for them. So the ball comes to them. And then when you get into the big, when you get the big league, you've got a lot of other people who around you who um, are asking for the ball or getting the ball. So all of a sudden you've got to go and hunt your own ball and get it yourself. Exactly. So when they when you're saying, well, you're going to be a big midfielder, so you've got to be inside practice as a big inside midfielder. He's got to do a lot more learning than other blokes. And to, to his credit, you see the way he's developed. Uh, and now he's coming to the side last week and, and done, you know, he's starting to head in the, you know, still got a long way to go, but starting to do what they've asked of him. I reckon it's yeah. fantastic. But that development, as you say, those young developing players, look, I, you know, as the old football, it's just great to watch. It's great to see young fellas. And I always say to the young fellas, I get a chance to talk to them, you know, that we talk about the great history of the club and I'm very happy to be part of it. But, you make your own history. Don't worry about talking about the old history. That's something you learn from. But it's, it's about now. It's about the present. It's about you making your history. You make your mark on the game. You be involved because you're the only blokes who are actually out there. We all talk about it. We all love it. We all discuss it. We watch it on TV. But you're the only blokes who are actually doing it. And there's hundreds of thousands of people who'd love to do it. Not that we're too old or we're too young or we're not good enough for this. But and we. You all got the opportunity to do it, so you go and do it. You make your own history. I, I'm really, yeah. I'm really big on that for them. And I, so to see the way they're developing, um, you know, I'm really pleased. Now, do you have when you see the uh, the West Coast game and you see Stringer kick three and Smith get almost best on ground and Sard almost get best on ground? Is there a scenario where you're at the club and Adrian Dodoro is just walking in and just drops a mic in front of everyone? <laughs> <laughs> I just says I'm out of here, boys. You know. Yeah, no, it's, 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 I look, it's you know, it's a history of football. You you look back, at, and I know a lot of your listeners won't ever remember because it was in the eighties. But when I played, Sheeds went and got uh, Weston, went and yep. got Duckworth, went and got um, people from all over the country. Was that Baker? Not, Baker as well. Baker, Baker yeah. you know, think about Baker recruited at twenty-seven. People forget that 27. he was twenty-seven years old when he's recruited. Um, you, you look, you look at, you look at all that. How you've got to get a group of players together from everywhere, and uh, you know, and Adrian Dora has been in the business for a long time. He's got a good, he's got a good group of, you know, good working group of people around him, and it's 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 not an exact science. This is the thing, and I've seen people who, who you think are going to be great players, and they and you get them, and all of a sudden you put them into the big pressure, and and they're in the limelight and and in the spotlight, and all of a sudden there's a whole lot of extra pressures that are, are not about playing, it's about handling the situation. 
And it's not always about talent. It's about how you handle all the other stuff around the talent. So to be able to pick blokes who can do all that is not an exact science, but there's a lot of work that goes into it. I don't think he drops the mic. I don't think he drops the mic. <laughs> he waves it under your nose, I think, every now and then. Now, I'll tell you what, Simon, I'm a massive fan of, of Adrian Dodoro and the, the players that he's brought to the club and the gems that he's picked up um, later in the draft. And I, I must admit, if... I had 27 on the, on the black duffel coat with the the wooden little toggles. I had I had 18 on there as well, and I was I think it was a smidge old to put Hurdy on a duffel coat. But um, if Adrian Dodoro had a number, if we could allocate that man a number, I'd buy a duffel coat as we speak because the the players that he's drafted. I'll tell him. I'll tell him. I'll please tell him. get get him to I don't know. Just get him to put a little number on his shirt the next time he's on okay. TV. Yeah. Just a sneaky okay. one, and I will have that on the back of my. Because I mean, to pe- pick up people like Connor McKenna and to go and get that bloke who was who was wanted by a lot of clubs to go and get the big three recruits that we got. Um, to to find people like Langford and and uh, and Merritt um, later in the draft as well. Just oh yeah, it's yeah, he's it's... he's done exceptionally well. Someone like um, I mean Gold Coast, uh, they'd kill for Adrian Dodoro. Someone like the, the amount of hits that we've got with AFL forwards. Yeah. Like you said, it's a it's an imperfect science. Some kids can handle it, some kids can't. Um, and it's an imperfect science. But I reckon his his batting average is very high. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly right. And I, I think um. As I said, there's a group of there's a group you know, there's a, a group of recruiters who are either full time at the club or spotters, etc. Um, uh, people, you know, a lot of people understand when the lead up to the draft and they look at um, the list and remember, like number one draft, number, the first five draft choices, every first ten, everybody knows. Mm. So it's not where they go, you know, it's not who's it's not are they going to get picked? It's who's going to pick in what order? Is he going to be one? Is he going to be five? Is he going to be two? It's, and you make a good point. It's not the first 10 or the first 20, but when you start to get pick 69 or pick 70 or pick 71, yeah. all of a sudden, you know, how, do we, how do we know we're going to get a... Well, you don't, but how, how do you do the homework to pick a bloke that might just, you know, like remember... Jay Hurd, for example. Yeah, well, James, James Hurd had hurt, his, hurt his knee. The, he played under 19 and hurt his knee the year before. So did, not many people saw him play. So he got picked up whatever it was, late 60s or 70, whatever it was. Yep. He turns out to be one of our greatest players ever. So having that knowledge and having that bank of knowledge and the people around you to do that is 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 a great thing to have. So uh, we're we're doing all right. In that, we're doing all right in that part of the game. Absolutely. <laughs> now, as uh, just out of curiosity, is is Sheeds around the office uh, gloating on the uh, the legend status, or is he? Or is he trying to think of a big concept game? <laughs> uh, I haven't been. Uh, so I haven't been. I haven't been able to talk to him since he got nominated. I've just got to get in the queue. You know, I've got to. I've got to, I've got to <laughs> is he fitting I'm, through the doorways without <laughs> having to move sideways? I'm, I'm, I'm in the queue, and apparently I've got to go to Ballarat because that's where the end of the queue is at the moment. He's got to go Absolutely. He was very humble. He was. I was uh, like, you know, lucky enough to be there when, it, uh, and I. It was sort of it was a given, and when you walk in, you don't necessarily you don't officially know, but when you walk in, you've got three tables of family there. You sort of oh yeah, I think that's going to happen tonight, which is good. And yeah. uh, no, look, that was fantastic, totally deserved. He's been um, and I tried to explain Kevin Sheet. I'm giving an hour and a half, right? But here's one for you. Here's just a simple one. When we were playing 20 years ago, 30 years ago, he said we should play full blown games for points overseas, and people say you're mad. And last year, this year, we played games in China for full points, proper games. Yeah. So he was, he was only 20 or 30 years ahead of the game. Uh, only 20 or 30. Only 20. And, and that's, that's where he's, you know, when he's, his big picture is very big. And when he's, when he's coaching, his coaching's really good. He's, um, a whole lot of things. You know, and 
and you look at that and it's more when you look back and say, well, think about what he's done over this great period. Um, and now, you know, the AFL have finally said, yeah, that, sh- that idea Sheets had 20 years ago, 30 years ago, is actually a good idea. Now, maybe it's, you know, maybe it's the right, maybe it could have been done then, maybe the right time. But he was thinking about it before they were. So yeah. you've got so- to give him credit. So, and his influence on the game to have, to have uh, Anzac Day, to have the Dreamtime game, and now working on the country game. And and the way he does it too, it's 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 not just about let's have the country game. It's let's let's pay homage and respect the yeah. people in in the rural areas who've helped shape this country and helped shape this game. And I think it's a really good way about going about it. Yeah. Now, um, Simon, how old were you, if you don't mind me asking? How old were you when you first met Sheets? Oh God, that's a very good question. I would have been if I had a start at eighty-one. I would have been tw- uh, 22. 22, right? So 21, 20, 20, no, 22, I think it was, yeah. So coming into the club first time, you're meeting, you're meeting Sheeds. You'd, it was very much, how much how much older would Sheeds be than you? Uh, About 20? He'd be 12 years. I'd 12 say. years, I'm, okay. I've hit the big six, so he must be 72, 73, I think. So. Okay, so I'm, I'm just wondering on that night when he's went for the legend status and stuff and... He's he remembers Simon Madden as the as the gangly kid that came to play oh. at his club. Does he still? Does he still? I know he doesn't treat you like that. You're 60 years old, grown man. But <laughs> does he still sort of look at you and say, "G'day, Simon"? The same sort of look oh, in no, his he, eye. Yeah, he's, no, he's still like he he treats you like one of the players he's coached, right? He still yeah, loves yeah. and and he, he still treats you like with the respect that, you know, he's, he's developed over time as a player and coach. So, yes, he does that. Well, I don't know if he, I don't know if he sees a little kid anymore. He sees, he sees a grey-haired old man, I think. But um, he, he still has that connection as you as a coach and a player, I think, which is always there. You know, yeah, that's really nice. And, from, again, from a supporter's point of view, that's really nice to think about is that yeah. we've got old sheets, good old sheets, and and unfortunately now old old Simon, <laughs> to, that getting together. That's but quick. You say it quickly, people might not hear. Yeah, that's it. Um, when you see each other, there's there's still that sort of respect there from a three hundred seventy odd game that's, player and and a, and yeah. a legend of the club. That's that's great. That's good. There's, there's a natural connection there that happens here. My last question historically, could I ask uh, which game gave you more satisfaction? Was it coming from behind in '84? to a Hawthorne who may have thought they had the grand, grand final one and beating them? Or was it the next year absolutely slaughtering Hawthorne <laughs> and just sort of making fun of them? Yeah, look, it's, it's a very good... I think I think in, when you look back, I still think the 84 has... has. I mean, I, to, be, to have two in a row is fantastic because they're very hard to do. And people... It, it's very, very hard to do. Even, even good sides don't do it. So, so to be able to have two in a row, but I think... Um, Foles, Gary Foles and I started the same year. We were there 10 years to get to grand final in 83. Got belted by then a record score. To be able to come back and get into a grand final the next year and then be able to come from behind and do what we did in the last quarter. I think when the siren went, um, that's that has that probably has the strongest memory. Strongest memory, yeah. yeah. Did you, um, for the other premierships that we've had since then, did you, as a, as a past player in, a, in 300 plus games, did you get into the to the rooms with the boys after those games? Were you there on grand final day, get to experience that with them? Uh, I know I know. after 93 I was there um, because I remember I was rut coach for Carlton and when Carlton lost, I went in and celebrated with uh, Essen and <laughs> I never got invited back. So that was a bit... <laughs> <laughs> That's, just, That's fair enough too. Now, the um, this week's game. 
uh, against North. So can we beat North Melbourne? I think we can. Oh, uh, look, we, look, I can. We, you know, but it's also, you know, never underestimate any side. They're playing very good footy. Um, they are. Well coached. They well play. They do Eddie had as well as we do. Um, uh, so it's in, you know, like you look at the side because it's Sunday. You haven't, they haven't picked a you know full team yet. So you got to look yeah. at the matchup. But um, I look now. I think. Uh, again, if we if we played four quarters like we played the first quarter last, no week, one's we beaten us. We can yeah. beat, beat anybody. It's just <laughs> great to watch. But to sustain this is the thing about a developing side to sustain that, yeah, to, to be to be that fast and that hard and that ruthless, nasty, which in in, in a proper way to do that for four quarters is really really hard. So, but we were still good. Like I mean, if you look at look at the the uh, the game last week, we met in the, we beat them in the first quarter and matched them to the rest of the quarter. Because they're always going to come back. So I think there's two points different in the in the next three quarters. Yeah. So so we can match it with West Coast. That means we can match it with anybody, and we can play outplay West Coast. It means we can outplay anybody. Now there's a confidence thing uh, as well as tactics, etc., and belief. But yeah. um, not, look, you know, it's we're still as I said, we're still a developing side. We can have, have ups and downs, but we have the form. We have we're shown the form. We should be able to beat them. And we're and we're. I believe celebrating Barry Davis this this week. Ah, is he see the legend? Yes, he's, he's right. a legend. Yes, yes. Yeah, so um, man, Barry, what coach? Um, was was uh, was uh, one of my coaches. A very good man. Probably a little bit ahead of his time in the same way back then too, in development. But uh, yeah, great, great, um, great uh, play for Essendon, and then of course Premiership player for North. So it's an apt apt uh, game to pick him as a legend. Yeah, fantastic. It must admit because uh, you'll have obviously a very young generation not knowing Barry at all. So it's oh, actually, no, exactly right. yeah. Yeah. And when you that's the thing um, <laughs> one of the things happens every now because I, I, I actually played in the first season black and white telling that's how old I am <laughs> but what happens what happens now somebody will say to me oh I saw you on Tuesday night and I went I was home he said oh no they played the 84 grand final again on you know Fox footy so every now and then you'll you know my football or our, or our era comes back because they can replay the colour footage but there's people before that who are sensational players but they don't get seen because they haven't got footage and so you don't get in the main media so young football fans don't see them so they don't don't understand what they've done but uh, Barry Davis is a sensational player and interesting he he, this if you're a bit of history he had one of the he had one of the nastiest facial injuries with an elbow uh, and there's actually black and white picture of him with his face connected to a wire cage, so two two bits coming out each side, two bits coming out of his forehead, two bits coming out of his cheek, two coming out of what his jaw in a, in a rectangular square, a rect- rectangle holding those together, and his face is so swollen you wouldn't know who it was. Um, wow. But you won't... Yeah, he, so you talk about these nasty injuries, he had one and then he still played he's over 200 X Games and uh, been a sensational player for us and for North. So um, Did he remember who did it? <laughs> yes, uh, no, I don't, because I was, I was too young to know... I remember seeing seeing the seeing the photo after afterwards and going, my God, this this is the game they want me to play. <laughs> so, um, Simon, when you're not a 300 game legend of the club, director of the club, um, an all round nice guy, what does Simon Madden do on weekends just to relax? Oh, I was going to say, I was just I was just going to put what he do for a job. Look up SimonMadden.com.au. There's the plug. There you go, SimonMadden.com.au. Uh, I'm uh, I uh, I'm a little bit well. I'm in a I'm in a rock and roll band. I play play a nice Fender, nice 989 Fender Strat for all the guitarists out there. Oh, we're nice. in a rock in a rock and roll band called um, Better Late Than Never because we're all old, and we do <laughs> we do rock and roll covers um, 
uh, from the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, all stuff. If you can't move your feet and you don't know the song, we don't play it. So um, <laughs> we've got a uh, we've got a cruise. We've got a cru- I'm gonna I'm gonna put plugs in there. We've got a cruise go, go for it, Simon. July. Yeah. And we've got a big we've got a big night on the July 21st at the Ascavale Hotel. Um, that's when a lot of the ex players are coming along. So there's a good one to push. Oh, exactly. just up the road from my house. So I'll be there yeah, for that. Ascavale right. Hotel 21st. We're doing a big. I've got a uh, we've got a big. Um, uh, motor neuron disease function at the S and Bowls Club uh, in a couple of weeks on a Sunday, Sunday afternoon. That's a big one for Neil. So that's a good one. You can look that up. One up. Yep. And then we've got, well, I think in August, in August we've got a gig in uh, Ginger Annie in Mount Road in Essendon, not far down from the club. So we're playing regularly. This is this yeah. is getting a bit scary. We're starting to do far too much work. But, Mate, uh, <laughs> you're going to become a full time user. Uh, yeah, I don't think the money's in it, mate. <laughs> is that? Is is there is one of the songs on the set list that seems to has the have the most sort of biggest feedback or biggest? Uh, uh, it's, a long, it's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll. Nice, Gavin the classics. Very nice. Well, I'm going to be front. Classics. I'm going to be you front row center classics. for the Ascot Vale Hotel. I can tell you. There you go. Beautiful. Beautiful. Very nice. <laughs> now nah, we'll uh, look. We won't speak. Uh, we won't go on too much longer, but uh, we won't really want to appreciate you. Oh, by the way, I noticed that there's a, ca- a Canada Day offer by Andrew McGrath to all the fans out there. So if there's any Canadian citizens, there's a oh, that's there's, right, yes. There's a free ticket on round 15. Now, my whole family comes from Toronto, by the way, just so you know. Is that right? Yeah. So except for me, they've moved over. They moved over, and and I was born I in. I, was, I haven't been to that side yet. I've been to Vancouver, but I haven't been to the other side. So that's on the bucket list. So. Uh, great, great sports city. It's a uh, yeah, if you love the Maple Leafs and the Raptors and everything like that, it. Um, I, I actually spoke to Andy not long ago, so we we're having a bit of a chat and about Toronto and Miss, Mississauga, where he's from. But uh, a great part of the world. Yeah, so, it is a great part of the world. Fantastic. So I'm told I've got to go and visit it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. When, when you're not uh, when you're not singing up a storm. And can you just quickly just describe your just to give you a business a plug. What actually is your business, by the way? <laughs> oh, here we go. Here we go. So I, uh, I'm, a, I'm a consultant and I consult on sustainable high performance about getting good and staying good for organisations and I work with the individual, the team, the leadership and the culture. Oh, cool. Wow. Succinctly put, simonmadden.com.au. There you go. And I do sales training. Part of the sales training is you've got to be able to explain yourself in 25 words or less and, oh. and have, people wanting, have people wanting to get your business card off you. There's, there's, there you go. Okay. And that normally costs you. You got that, you got that for free. There do you, you do that? <laughs> that'll be 1500 bucks. Do you do the uh, sell me this pen routine? Do you... Oh, no, no, no. We're way past that. We're oh, way past oh, okay. Sustainable yeah, business. But it is, but it's a very good routine because it's about, it's about, it's about what, you, uh, what you need. What, not what I, it's not what I do. It's what I do for you. Yeah, it's and what the, you and need. Some, and some of, the, some of the pen routine is very, very good. Yeah, <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> all right well i'll tell you what we've been on for 30 odd minutes with uh, with our third um podcast member on this episode of the lunchtime catch-up podcast um essendon legend simon madden just for all the uh fans out there uh you can subscribe to our soundcloud and itunes channel uh thank you for all your support uh we've had a great response recently uh with our with our show who was our recent guest um we well, had <laughs> sorry I'm trying to think of our recent guests. Oh, we had um, Chipley Grand for a while back. We had um, 
Uh, Andrew Porter, we did that uh, Philadelphia Ron, one, but had Ron Conley on. Yeah, yeah, we've had some really great guests, and again, Simon's come back to us. We're very pleased to say that Simon's been on the on the podcast twice now. Um, he's uh, very generous with his time, and we really do appreciate um, you, Simon. Again, not as any, only as a as a fan, and I, I could quite literally um, dig that duffel coat out from the box it's in um, if look, I had to right up, now. Look, up, look after it to collect his item. Absolutely, it is, and uh, you know what? It'll make it even better. A little signature at the Ascot Vale Hotel. Do you reckon I'd look out of place if I wore the duffel coat to the to your show? Not, not at all. Not, not at, at all. all. Great. I uh, don't, so... I don't want to offend you, but I had Daisy Williams, so, uh, so, so. I... Yeah. But, fantastic little, <laughs> fantastic little play for us. It's tremendous. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I can half admit that a lot of his career was helped by yourself. So, yeah, uh, a good <laughs> rough-rider combination always works. Yeah. Exactly right. The ball that he had put down his throat. Um, Simon, thank you very much for your time uh, on the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. We really appreciate uh, you coming on again, um, and we hope to speak to you very soon. Good on you, gentlemen. Thanks, thanks for your time, and, and uh, go Dons, and uh, good luck with it. Good on you, boys. Great, exactly. thanks, Simon. And good luck to the Bombers this week against North. Can't wait to be there. We'll both be there. Yep. So see you Sunday. If you're there, come say hi. If you see us, uh, always happy to talk. But go Bombers and podcast hopefully sometime next week. Yes, indeed. See you guys. See ya. <laughs>